Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello again. Welcome back to another Mind, Body, Soul podcast. It's been a few weeks since I've delivered you guys a preview. And that's because the UFC has been off since uh, UFC Busan in South Korea. Frankie Edgar versus the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. And the UFC returns this week with not just a fight night, but a huge pay-per-view event with Conor McGregor going against Donald Cowboy Cerrone as the UFC 246 main event. It kind of worked out for the UFC to take off for almost five weeks leading up to this fight. I don't think it was on purpose. They obviously lay out their schedule weeks and months and maybe a year in advance. And I don't think there was ever an exact timeline that McGregor would come back. But January 18th, after four weeks of no UFC action, couldn't be more perfect to get the most attention, to garner the most views, to obtain a high success rate for a pay-per-view event, especially in the midst of one of the highest-watched tournaments in all of sports, the NFL playoffs. So Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight the night before the NFC and AFC championships is perfect for ratings and views. A lot of eyeballs will be on Conor McGregor and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. A lot of pressure. A lot of waiting. A lot of anticipation. A lot of questions will be answered on January 18th. Why Cowboy Cerrone for Conor McGregor? That's the first question I want to ask. So dating back to last year's first UFC event, 2019, the UFC's first UFC event on ESPN, headlined by Henry Cejudo going against Don... Excuse me, going against TJ Dillashaw. So Huda won, defended his flyweight title. But the first portion 
I guess you could say the the second portion, the second leg. So it goes UFC had their prelims on ESPN Plus, and then they headed over to Big ESPN, just ESPN, at the middle portion, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, and then 10 p.m., the main card, would kick off back on ESPN Plus. And they wanted to channel their subscribers by giving them a great fight to start on ESPN Plus, and that is with the title fight. But the fight that sent the event into the ESPN Plus main event the ESPN portion of the event. What does UFC and UFC Brash do? They put Donald Cowboy Cerrone at the main event for the ESPN portion. And a lot of casuals, maybe just sports fans, casuals, just having an, an event or events throughout 2019 on ESPN is huge. It's ESPN. People, as a default setting, will go to ESPN just when there's nothing on. Whether that's bull riding, bowling, motocross, boxing. So in the middle of January, they have a two-hour window where the broadcasters can't curse. Joe Rogan can't mention anything wild. It's the first time the UFC is on ESPN. Huge accolade, huge accomplishment, big deal for MMA fans. The UFC, their program engineer, putting Donald Cowboy Cerrone on the free ESPN was great because not only because he holds the record for win bonuses and UFC fights and UFC wins and the on and on and on. For UFC records, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a balls-to-the-wall performance from one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time and one of the greatest performers of all time. Win or lose, he he puts it all on the line. And he's one of Dana White's favorite fighters. A lot of people call it a company man, but Cowboy Cerrone is just being Cowboy Cerrone. There's been nobody like him before him. There probably won't be anybody like him afterwards who can just fight five times in a year, who will just step in on one-week notice, two-week notice, very short notice, just always stays in shape. Legendary status has been known to be a wild man outside of his training with wakeboarding, snowboarding, uh, ATV, motocross, all types of wild extreme sports outside of training, outside of fighting, which is wildly extreme. He's doing even more wildly extreme stuff. So the UFC was very proud and smart in putting Cowboy Cerrone on the ESPN portion. And Cowboy Cerrone went on to TKO, a young and -and up-and-comer in Alex Hernandez, and put him away pretty soundly. Hernandez in the days leading up to the fight was pretty cocky and attacked Cowboy's age and his style and 
didn't work out for him. Cowboy was motivated, and 2019 was off to a great start for Cowboy getting that win. Following the fight, again, I'm going to answer the question, why Donald Cowboy Cerrone for Conor McGregor? Following the great performance on ESPN, which was a huge kickoff for the ESPN and UFC era, Cowboy Cerrone does the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan and very humble, very sound, very calm Donald Cowboy Cerrone with his son and his grandma and just a great story and an amazing fighter and he deserves everything he's earned. But a tweet sprinkles in which made the event and the fight and Donald Cowboy Cerrone's performance even bigger. I don't remember the exact wording of the tweet. This is about a year ago. But McGregor was very impressed with Cowboy's performance and essentially started or continued the heat for a potential fight against Cowboy Cerrone. And as many people know, Cowboy Cerrone and Conor McGregor have both competed at 155 and 170 pounds, so a lot of people were assuming it would make sense and that it would probably be at 155 pounds. And McGregor was eyeing International Fight Week of this past year, which is every July, so... Looking at the timeline, Cowboy Cerrone knocks out Alex Hernandez in January. Connor's intrigued. Eyes a fight with Cowboy. McGregor was eyeing mid-July. Can Cowboy wait six months after putting on one of the best performances of his career? He's been known to fight at least three times, four times, five times in a year. And could he wait six months? Could he keep that anxiousness to a minimum and wait for McGregor to sign and make it official? The answer was no for a couple of reasons. McGregor got into some issues with the UFC in March, announced his retirement on social media, and there were some allegations surrounding that. And then he hurt his hand shortly after his big left punching hand and that didn't make sense to put on a fight in July. Cowboy Cerrone accepted a fight in May, fought and won against Raging Ally Quinta Quinta and had a great performance, went all five rounds, showed an array of striking, a beautiful jab a newfound weapon and a front kick a Great arsenal of kicks, low kicks, kicks to the face, the side of the head, the ribs. He just absolutely chopped down Iaquinta. Iaquinta, to his credit, he survived the storm and again put on his cap that he is one of the toughest fighters to compete in the UFC. Cowboy looked great, two in a row. That fight was May 4th. And again, Cowboy does not wait for anybody. 
couple weeks later, UFC 238 rolls around June 8th. So you say about five weeks after a five-round battle against the tough guy. And Cowboy actually ate some shots in that. Though he put it on Iaquinta, he still ate some shots. And there's still a lot of footwork and training and movement that goes in the five rounds. Even if Cowboy dominated it, he still put some miles and wear and tear on his body. And then what does he do? He signs on to fight one of the craziest, most dynamic fighters in UFC history, in MMA history, in Tony Ferguson, just a couple weeks later. And long behold, what do you know? It seems like the damage accumulated. And Tony Ferguson put it on Cowboy with the jab and eventually shut Cowboy's eye and Cowboy did a cardinal sin and tried to blow the blood out of his nose and his eye blew up and the referee called the fight going into the third Tony Ferguson just another great performance another consecutive victory Cowboy was kind of distraught because he had all this momentum. TKO finish in Jan- January. A dominating win in May. And then a fight that he didn't get to see the end. Because of his own gift and a curse. The willingness to jump in at a challenge at the drop of a hat. And that hurt Cowboy. Because it probably inspired him to want to turn around even faster. Get back in the cage and right what was wrong. Tony Ferguson is now obviously going to fight for the lightweight championship in April against Khabib. So fighting Cowboy worked out. Put him on the map even more. Extended his win streak. Made some more money. Wiped off some rust from the previous fight against Anthony Pettis. And for Cowboy, went the opposite. He took a fight about three months later against a young, hungry, vicious, heavy-handed, heavy-legged striker in Justin Gaethje, who looks up to Cowboy, but Cowboy maybe wasn't in complete focus or in control of his surroundings. It just seemed like something was off, and Justin Gaethje took advantage of his opportunity, and now he slid in front of Cowboy in the lightweight rankings, and now he is eyeing down the barrel of a title shot and a big fight in 2020 in his next fight. So both fighters, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, which are no opponents to slouch at, Cowboy beat really good fighters in Hernandez and Iaquinta, but he also lost to the cream of the crop in Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. And McGregor, in this entire time of Cowboy fighting four times, McGregor was training, getting better mentally, visiting Tony Robbins, getting in sync with his team and the motivations and the just making sure all the chips are lined up for a successful 2020 
And in November on Thanksgiving, we get the notification that Cowboy and Connor will fight on January 18th. And this is a huge fight because McGregor Isaac has a chance to wipe the rust off, but yet deal with a technical fighter that has an arsenal of weapons that ranges from black belt and jiu-jitsu to strong wrestling to great cardio to amazing experience to fantastic striking and Muay Thai and toughness and grit in Cowboy. And for Connor, it's a chance to wipe this slate clean, forget about the Khabib rivalry, forget about being a businessman with the Mayweather and the whiskey business for a second to just be a pure competitor in this fight. Can't deny that McGregor is still going to get wealthy off this fight and it will be the highest purse for any MMA fighter to ever receive in about 80 million. You know, if you climb the scale with the Diaz fights, he made maybe 10 to 20 in the second one, then he makes 25, excuse me, about 20, and then Alvarez making 25, and then Mayweather 90-plus, and then Khabib 50-plus, and now with Cerrone 80-plus. He is doing very, very well. But how much of that has affected his motivation? I'm not going to give you my pick on the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. just want to break down each fighter's mindset and what they could be feeling, what they could be thinking physically, mentally, spiritually, how they're feeling, how they express themselves. I will give you the picks on the IkeDagon.com episode number 10, which will be on YouTube. Again, follow me on Twitter at Iktagon, Instagram, Facebook, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Big career news coming soon in terms of podcasting career. I'm going to be releasing that very soon on the Mind, Body, Soul and the Iktagon websites and multitude of platforms, of social media platforms. But stay tuned. It's coming. It's coming. Let's continue on with UFC 246, McGregor versus Cerrone. McGregor has stated, and a lot of what he states, a lot of people pay attention to because he's a very keen master of his words and what he says he believes. So let's go over what he believes. He has said multiple times, both in public forums, big press conferences, he said on one-on-one interviews multiple times with the Mac Life and with ESPN, that he sees 2020 as a season, and he sees a ton of opportunity to build his brand and to compete. By building... His brand, he sees opportunities to go after titles in big fights. By being a competitor, he sees opportunities to prove 
that his skill set is better, that his cardio is better, that his wrestling is better, that he is tougher than other fighters, that he can make adjustments, and that he can regain his old self from 2015 or 2016. And he's preaching that. He picked the perfect opponent to do it. Cowboy coming off four fights in 2018 and a ton of mileage. This is this could be a victory lap for Cowboy and just a huge payday and just a way to make sure his grandkids have enough money in the bank. But this is also an opportunity for Cowboy to take everything that Connor has and make Connor really not only fall down in the rankings, but really question everything mentally. If Conor McGregor says that 2019 was a learning year and Cowboy Cerrone takes that away from him with the embarrassing loss, McGregor will really start to question everything in terms of what did he do in this preparation? Is this the right camp for him? Does he need to change? Should he retire? Should he just take a huge gap and come back for the Diaz trilogy or a Masvidal fight or wait it out for Khabib to lose or wait it out to slide in for a Khabib rematch? McGregor will always have options, but confidence. Will he always have that pure 100% confidence? If he beats Cerrone, he will. He will regain his old form of calling his shot, of just being in the winning circle. He hasn't won a fight, boxing, MMA, whatever you want to call it, a combat sports exhibition. He has not won since November 2016, UFC 205 against Eddie Alvarez, where he put on a spectacular performance and won the second belt, the lightweight belt, and became the double champ. He hasn't won a fight since then. So you could say he's mentally strong because he's believed and he's put together these super fights against Khabib and Mayweather, but that can all go out the window if he's picked on Cowboy because he sees it as an easy opportunity and Cowboy shuts the lights off with a huge victory. That can be... Pretty devastating to the mental state of McGregor. Not the purse, not all the luxuries and the silk sheets and the fast cars and the great liquor and the partying and the traveling and the entrepreneurship stuff that he's doing, but it will put a huge dent into the mental state of McGregor. So a lot of eyes will be on this fight. There's a lot of pressure on both fighters. Don't tell me that McGregor's taking it easy because he's getting $80 million. Don't tell me that Cerrone's taking it easy because he's going to get $10 million, $15 million because he has a huge Bud Light sponsor, Budweiser sponsorship. There's a lot of pressure on these guys to perform and put on a great show, not for everybody watching, but for themselves, to make feel good about themselves. This is the fight that's been... On and off for about four years. This fight has been in the making for on and off for about four years. So there's a lot of pressure. And who will perform? A lot of people are almost guaranteeing that McGregor 
is going to walk through Cowboy. And on the other side of the fence, yeah, it's people are very confident that Cowboy will walk through Connor. It's just avoid the early onslaught of strikes and the boxing and weather the storm and then Cowboy will win. That's a lot to get through and vice versa. McGregor's never knocked out anybody at 170. He's knocked down Nate because he took his time and he wasn't overconfident. But does Connor get a taste of overconfidence as soon as he tags Cowboy or as soon as he drops Cowboy? Do the fangs come out? Does the greed show? Does he rush in like a madman and overcompensate and leave himself exposed? Remember, he hasn't competed at a high-level fight in 15 months. That time, Cowboys competed four times as main events and fight of the nights and fought against the best. We will see. And a fun side note, is this a night that the former champions... Rise or fall? Does McGregor, Holly Holm, Anthony Pettis, do they rise to the occasion? Do they stamp their career brand on this event and on the UFC? And for all the fans watching, and let everybody know they're not just businessmen and businesswomen, and they're not in this just for a paycheck, but they're competitors? Or... Is it the night that the underdog says, I'm here too. The money fight era is over. The humble era is back. The ranking era is back. McGregor, Holm, Pettis. Y'all could go to the back of the line. It's time for the underdog to rise. We will see. First event for the UFC in this new decade. First event of 2020. A lot of symbolism being thrown around for this fight. Very important for all the fighters. Big stakes. This could be the event of the year and it's the first event. So do not underestimate the draw of a McGregor fight. Thank you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.